One study that we spotted this week is about a link between chemicals found in plastics and the premature or preterm birth of babies. These are chemicals called phthalates and they're used in a wide variety of household products as well as on food production lines. But when they get into people's bodies, there's evidence that they can disrupt hormone systems. Now, scientists have found a new link between certain types of these phthalates and premature births. Specifically, women with high levels of the contaminants just before they conceived ended up significantly more likely to give birth too soon. Carmen Masurlian is an epidemiologist at the Chan School of Public Health at Harvard, and she explained her study to Phil Sansom. Phthalates are a diverse group of chemicals that are used in industrial and consumer applications. They've been around for a long time, since the 1920s. There are two kinds of groups of phthalates. Um, One we call plasticizers, and they're used to make plastic products soft and malleable. And then there's another kind of phthalate, which we consider solvent type phthalates. And they're used to help products uh, bind scent and color. So they can be found in cosmetics, perfumes, and personal care products. And these are things that can get into people's bodies. Yes, they do get into people's bodies because the products that these chemicals are found in are virtually everywhere in our environment. Everyday exposure occurs through your food, for example, food packaging, as well as cosmetics, perfumes, over 95% of the population will be exposed to one or more of these phthalate compounds. Okay, how are you testing this? So we looked at couples that attended a fertility clinic in Boston, Massachusetts. We recruited them into the study and measured their urine samples before they conceived. What we found was that among the women that had higher exposure, they had a 50 to 70% higher risk of having a preterm birth. Are the, these people are attending a fertility clinic. Is there any issue that there's something confounding that? So that's a great question. We don't know if these findings are actually generalizable to the uh, couples that are not infertile. However, we do know through other literature that similar findings were observed among women that did not have fertility concerns. And so we are fairly confident that our results might be applicable as well to the general population. If you found that the women with more exposure to phthalates had this between 50 and 70% higher risk of having a preterm birth, how much more phthalates did these people have in their bodies then? When we look at the difference of 50 to 70%, that was as a result of exposure going from the lowest 25% of exposure to the highest 25% of exposure, kind of like a, a threefold increase in the exposure. What would these women have actually been eating or, or doing to have that kind of increase? The most common source of exposure to this particular phthalate, the DEHP phthalate, is actually diet. If you look at a typical processing plant for food, you can find PVC tubing or plastic tubing and conveyor belts virtually everywhere. So most likely these women were in contact with foods that had higher concentrations of phthalates contaminated in the food. So the link we're finding seems to be in that period just before you conceive. If you eat a bunch of these processed foods that happen to have phthalates contaminating them, then eight or nine months later, you get this extra risk of premature birth. Exactly. So what we hypothesize there is actually the mechanism occurs in the very early stages of conception. So around fertilization, implantation, and placentation. And what are the consequences of this preterm birth? 
babies that are born early have a harder time in terms of their development potentially. Their growth could be affected on the long term. They're at higher risk of potentially dying prematurely, so in the first year of life. Now, you, you're mentioning this one particular chemical, this diethylhexylphthalate. Is that something that people can just start to avoid? As I mentioned, diet is the major source of exposure to DHP. And so we really have limited control over how that food is manufactured and processed. So in this particular case, we can look at a top-down approach where governments regulate the types of plastics that are used in the manufacturing process, investing in green chemistry plastics that we know are not harmful to human health. The other way, again, is through a bottom-up approach where consumers actually put pressure on companies through requesting and demanding products that have fewer chemicals in them. And so there's consumer level pressures to then change manufacturing processes themselves. Carmen Masurlian there and her study has just been published in the Journal of the American Medical Association's Network Open. And worryingly, the researchers also found similar effects with a common non-phthalate substitute that does the same plasticizing job. So this problem is not going to be very easy to solve.